Love this podcast? Support this show through the Acast supporter feature. It's up to you how much you give, and there's no regular commitment. Just click the link in the show description to support now. Hey, I'm Ryan Reynolds. Recently, I asked Mint Mobile's legal team if big wireless companies are allowed to raise prices due to inflation. They said yes. And then when I asked if raising prices technically violates those onerous two-year contracts, they said, what the f*** are you talking about, you insane Hollywood ass? So to recap, we're cutting the price of Mint Unlimited from $30 a month to just $15 a month. Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. So, how would you describe this wine? It's good. Yeah. Try harder. I mean, it's fruity, I guess, and very yellow. I would say this is, it's dry and tantalizing, with citrus and tropical fruit notes, vibrant, crisp, and piercing, with green apple, tangerine notes. It's Chardonnay. Why do we have to describe it like that? Welcome to Wine School Dropout. This week, do you speak wine? All right, so here's the deal. Like many cultures, wine has its own language. Here's what I mean. Acidity, the liveliness and crispness in wine that activates our salivary glands. Aeration, the deliberate addition of oxygen to round out and soften a wine. Aging, holding wine in barrels, tanks, and bottles to advance them to a more desirable state. Sounds like a lot, right? That's why Wine School Dropout is going to break it down and give you the most basic wine words you need to get by in a conversation about wine, whether you're buying it in a shop, ordering in a restaurant, or just talking about it with a friend. Scenario one, you know nothing. You go into a wine shop, and you want to buy a bottle of wine. Looking for champagne? You look at the shelves and your eyes fixate on a fancy label and the tasting note reads, finishes with very good clarity and spicy thrust with the red fruit and floral notes echoing. This means nothing to you. So you ask the person running the shop what they would recommend to go with whatever you're eating. For example, I'm looking for a white wine that would go well with salmon for dinner. I'm looking for a red wine to drink as an aperitif. Both very good ways to start a conversation, but you are really leaving your wine fate in the hands of another person that doesn't know you or what you like. What you want to do is mention what you're eating and a bit about specific flavors you tend to enjoy in wines. And it's not a snob thing, guys. Think of it like this. If you go into a store and ask the salesperson, hi, I'm looking for a shirt, the likelihood you get the shirt you want is low. So you say something like, I'm looking for a shirt with short sleeves. Better. Now, maybe you want to get really specific. So you say, I'm looking for a blue cotton shirt with short sleeves. Much better. That salesperson now has some very specific information to help you find what you're looking for. Same goes for wine. So let's say you know you want a white wine. 
you can describe it like this, sweet or dry. I'm looking for a sweet wine. Be careful with sweet as the sole descriptor. This is a taste that means different things to different people. Fun fact, according to studies, people are the least sensitive to flavors of sweetness as opposed to sour or bitter. What this means is sweet for one could be a ripe peach and sweet for another is cotton candy. Kinda different, right? Here is where you can get more specific. I'm looking for a white wine that's very sweet, dessert-like. I'm looking for a white wine with ripe peach notes or jammy fruit flavors. The opposite of sweet for wine is dry. Dry wine just means that there is no sugar, not absence of fruit or higher in alcohol, just a lack of sweetness. You can describe it more like this. I'm looking for a wine, white or red, but dry and maybe a bit of oak. I'd like a wine with just a hint of sweetness on the tip of my tongue, but a little more dry. Now, if you want to try something new, please use the expert you have in front of you. They are there to answer your questions. They just need a little bit of language from you to work with. And don't be afraid to ask how to describe something they recommend. That's another way of learning wine language. Scenario two, you know a bit. Hey you, I see you with the very specific region in mind. Yeah, someone told you to go in and ask for a Barolo from Italy. You heard it was good. You don't know why. Does that even matter? Yes. Yes, it does. And here's why. This could happen. When you make this very specific request, the wine shop owner might say, no, we don't have it. And will recommend something based on what you named. Except you don't know anything about the taste profile of what you named. So you might not even like whatever they suggest. Here is where you ask for something else from either the same region or the same grape. Using the scenario above, you'd be listening for the sommelier to offer a Barbaresco, same grape, different region, or a Barbera, different grape, same region. The conversation may sound something like this. I really like the flavor profile of X. Do you have something from a nearby region? Scenario three, you know so much that even the wine people don't know as much as you do. You go into the shop and you say with a flourish, I would like a full-bodied Cabernet Sauvignon from the blah, 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 region of blah, blah, blah. Your wine shop expert, sommelier, may know what you're talking about, but chances are it was a bad season and that particular region made less this year. Finding a very specific bottle is often not so simple, which is why knowing how to describe taste is often the best way to help your psalm recommend something similar. The truth is, wine language isn't that hard. It's really all about being curious, specific, and just using your words. Even when you think you know all the terms and details on regions, you still might learn something new if you ask questions. But don't worry, wine school dropouts. There are some basic things you can know about wine that can help you muddle through this short wine combo. All right. 
So, wine language 101. The exact flavors will vary depending on region, but here are some key terms to know. Body. This describes the weight of the wine in your mouth. Does it feel like skim milk or heavy cream? Acidity. The liveliness and crispness in wine that activates our salivary glands. Tannins. You know that drying sensation you get when you drink red wine? When it feels like all the moisture has been sucked out of your mouth? Those are tannins. Then, of course, your fruit, spice, floral, and vegetal herbaceous aromas and flavors. So when you talk about wine taste, reds can be described as complex, medium to high tannins, full-bodied, spicy, red, or dark berry fruit. Whites can be described as sweet, acidic, fruity, dry, light-bodied. Now let's talk about where these sweet, acidic, fruity wines are from. You've probably seen a sticker on your wine that says AOC. That's Appalachian, and we're not talking about mountains. An Appalachian is a geographical indication that has been legally defined by a government certification board. For our purposes here, it identifies where the grapes are grown for your wine. Each Appalachian has laws that dictate how and where the grapes are grown and how the wine is made, as opposed to a region, which is simply the geographic area in which wine is grown. For example, Bordeaux is a wine region in France. Bordeaux has also gone through the rigorous government certification process and is also an Appalachian. But that's a lot. So when it comes to regions and Appalachians and anywhere wine is grown, what you really need to know is this. The majority of wine regions are located between 30 and 50 degrees latitude, which means that no matter what country they're in, vineyards can share a lot of traits, especially those that are near each other. So if you like wine from one region, you're likely to enjoy wine from a neighboring region. For those of you that didn't take notes this episode, here are your wine school dropout cliffs notes. One, a dry wine means that it is not sweet. Two, when asking for a wine, use your words. Flavor, food pairing, region, previous wine you've enjoyed are all helpful. Three, an appellation doesn't guarantee the quality of a wine just the specificity of where the grapes are coming from and the winemaking techniques. This episode was produced by Studio Ochenta, hosted by me, Tanisha Townsend. Our executive producer is Lori Martinez. Music by Gabrielle Damaso and Makai Beats. Art by Tiffany DeLune. Follow us on Twitter and on Instagram at WSDropoutPod. And for more shows from the rest of the team at Studio Ochenta, check out at Ochenta Podcast. Until next time, sit back, relax, and have a glass. Please drink responsibly. A pop of the bottle, the bubbles in the glass. These are just a few things we love about champagne. Did you know it's only an hour and a half drive from Paris? Why not take a guided tour around the region with your fave wine expert, Girl Meets Glass? We'll travel along the wine route to Champagne for the day and visit houses to taste and learn all about how Champagne is made. For more details or to book your tour, visit girlmeetsglass.com.
Hold up. What was that? Boring. No flavor. That was as bad as those leftovers you ate all week. Kiki Palmer here. And it's time to say hello to something fresh and guilt free. Hello, Fresh. Jazz up dinner with pecan crusted chicken or garlic butter shrimp scampi. Now that's music to my mouth. Hello, Fresh. Let's get this dinner party started. Discover all the delicious possibilities at HelloFresh.com. Mm. 